This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. my question for you today. Are you looking for the star? And here's what we want to remember. God is always at work in our world. And the question is, do we have the eyes to see or the ears to hear what he's doing in our world? So there are three things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about looking for the star, following the star, and then worshiping and glorifying God after you find where the star lands. And this is really based on events that happened at the time of Jesus' birth. And one of the accounts of that is in Matthew, the second chapter. And the story is about wise men who were coming from the east. And one of the things that the wise men said who were coming from the east in verse two of the second chapter of Matthew, they asked the question, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And what I want to point out is that these men had already been looking for something special. They knew that God was going to send a Messiah to the earth a king of the Jews. So they were waiting in expectation for the one that God would send. And because they were waiting in expectation, they believed that God was sending someone at the right time. God showed them the star so that they could find the Christ child. Now, when they saw the star, they did not hesitate to then start what they were doing and then follow the star, go to the place where the star was leading. So that's the second thing. So first they looked for the star. When they found it, they followed the star, and the star led them to where they needed to go and where they needed to be. So they had to interrupt their lives and what they were doing, dropped everything, and went to a foreign country, a foreign land. And when they got to Jerusalem, they figured, the king surely would be in Jerusalem since that's where the Jewish kings were. And when they got there and found Herod, Herod was kind of interested in this king that they were talking about. And so he wanted to know when they had seen the star and all the details about it. And then he asked them to let him know when they found the child so that he supposedly could come and worship him as well. So the wise men continued on their journey. The star continued to appear and to lead them. And when they got to where Jesus was living, to the baby's house, then the star stopped and they knew that's where they were to go. And so after that, they go in the house and they are bringing gifts for the child that they give him frankincense, gold, and myrrh. And before all that, they bow down, they fall to the ground, they worship him. This is quite a bit that they're doing. They're following and they're worshiping 
after they had seen the star. Now, I want to mention that at the same time that the wise men were seeing the star in the sky to begin with, plenty of other people were around who didn't see the star. So in some of their cases, they might have been looking at the sky and not perceiving anything unique, not perceiving anything different or unusual. Now, these wise men were regular studiers, if you will, of the sky. So they would know if something was new or different. And this star was shining more brightly than any other star. And they knew that it was his star in particular. Now, if you don't study the sky, you might not know what's typical. You might not know what's normal. And therefore, with something different happens, you might not perceive it. You might not pick up on it. So there were, were people who probably looked at the sky and didn't see anything new or different. There were other people who weren't necessarily so heavenly minded. They weren't looking at the sky at all. They were so concerned and consumed with things going on on the earth and down on the ground and all around them. They never even saw the bright stars shining in the sky because they weren't looking for it. And how often is it that we don't see things because we're not looking for them? On the other hand, when we are looking for them, we're much more likely to see those things that we are anticipating and those things that we're looking for. And then, of course, you have people like Herod. He wasn't looking for the star. He didn't see the star. He heard about it from third parties, from other people. And he wasn't interested in following the star. He wasn't interested in worshiping the Messiah or the king that God was sending. In fact, his whole intention was to destroy the king that God was sending, because in his own mind, not only was he looking at earthly things, he was very self-focused, and he thought he was the star. So his intention was to remove all rival stars out there, and we know that there was the huge massacre of all the babies in Bethlehem and the surrounding region who were born during the time that the wise men said that they saw this star. So that would have been children two years old and under all the boy babies. So that was quite a tragedy and a disaster, you know, in Israel at the time. So that's how Herod chose to respond. Now, this whole concept of looking for the star and seeing the star and being aware of what God is doing it continues on in other ways as well. So, for example, if we were to look then at another account, which is in Luke, the second chapter, we will see that there were shepherds who were tending their flocks. And these shepherds were out in the field. And as they were watching over their flocks in the field, an angel of the Lord came and appeared to them. And they were surrounded by the Lord's brightness. And the angels told them not to be afraid and that they were bringing them good news, good tidings, and so on. So when they heard that there was a special person now born, they dropped what they were doing, left the flocks, and they traveled to go and see this baby who would be lying in a manger. And of course, these are shepherds, so they're used to mangers. They're used to swaddling clothes, which normally are used on lambs and animals and things like that. So these are things they would be familiar with, and God is calling them to see something that will make sense to them because they are used to being shepherds. 
what I want to say is they too were willing to be interrupted because as soon as the angels appeared, the host of heaven appeared and gave them the message, they disappeared. And, you know, you could get a profound message and then say to yourself, well, they're gone now. What's the big deal? And did I really see anything after all? And maybe that was just a dream. And you might not follow if you will, the star that you saw, even though you saw it. In their cases, they actually did follow the direction of the angelic host that came down to let them know that there was something new going on around them. So I want to say that these wise men and also the shepherds had what I would call a heart to follow God. They had a heart to believe, a heart to pay attention. And that's important if we really want to have the benefit of seeing the star. You still have to have uh, feet to follow and a heart to worship when you do see it. So eyes to see, feet to follow, and a heart to worship. And I want you to remember that all of this is reminiscent of what happened with Moses at the burning bush. When Moses saw this bush was burning and it wasn't consumed, that was highly unusual. That's not a typical sight. And he didn't just therefore turn away and say, oh, well, that's unusual. I'm not sure what's going on. That aroused his interest and curiosity. He went to check that bush out. And it wasn't until he followed and went to the bush, that's when God spoke to him in the burning bush. And the same thing is true for us. God has revelation. He has things that he wants to share with us. But first, we have to look, we have to see. Second, we have to go near, close, follow. And then thirdly, we will hear the profound message. And similarly to all these other accounts we're mentioning, Moses bowed down and worshiped God too at the same time. So this is what we're talking about, the way that God works and how he speaks through circumstances and events, and he's working even in the world today. And I'll also mention in the Luke account, we will see some later events that occurred in Jesus' life with other people who were waiting. And I want you to notice that in all of these accounts, people don't delay, they don't hesitate, they immediately go and they immediately follow the direction. And when God gives you some revelation, when you need to know more, if you have been faithful, if you have been obedient to what you've already heard, he gives more revelation. So in the case of the wise men, Herod had told them to come back and let him know where the child was. However, because the wise men were following the voice of God, when God warned them, in a dream, and told them, don't go back to Herod. Don't tell him where the child is. They didn't. They went back to their own home in a different way. So it's not just that one time that you'll hear from God. He will continue to speak if you will continue to look, if you will continue to follow, if you will continue to worship. So we find then in Luke, the second chapter, in about verse 25, we hear of the account of Simeon. And Simeon is a man of God, and he's one who has been waiting for a long time to 
see the consolation of Israel as he calls the Messiah. He knows that somehow in his lifetime, the Messiah is going to manifest. He's going to come and he's been looking for him. He's looking for the star, if you will. And so on the day when Joseph and Mary present the baby to the temple after the days of when her purification should occur, they come in with baby Jesus. And as it turns out, Simeon recognizes who he is right away. And he's rejoicing and he's so happy. And he says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. This is what Simeon said in Luke, the second chapter, verses 29 through 32, about seeing the consolation of Israel, the Messiah of God, baby Jesus, being brought to the temple by Mary and Joseph. Also in the temple, and one who had been waiting on God's revelation, was Anna the prophetess. And Anna the prophetess was a widow, and she came to the temple daily. She was constantly in prayer and fasting. She was an old woman at this time, about 84 years old or so, and she didn't leave the temple because she was serving God there day and night. And when she saw the baby come into the temple, she gave thanks to God, and she spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So she spread the word. Also, the shepherds, when they heard, they spread the word. They told Mary and Joseph everything that the angelic host had told them. And so when you get a great revelation from God, let him lead you about who to share it with. There are others who need to know about the star as well. So I will say this, that God still desires to share what he is doing on the earth. And my question for you is, are you looking for the star? Will you believe and follow? When you don't believe something and you see it, you don't act, you don't move, you don't follow. So you want to keep the same pattern that the wise men had, that the shepherds had, that the prophet Simeon had, that the prophetess Anna had, continuously being in God's presence. That's what they were doing. They were looking for God's move. They were continuously in his presence. And keep in mind that when you operate from the heart of the wise men, the shepherds, and the prophets, you will make a profound difference wherever you are, wherever you go, and wherever God sends. The wisdom of God will come to you as you are a shepherd of his people in your setting, as you attend to his presence and also to his revelation. The star still shines brightly today. And my question is, do you see it? Are you looking for it? Can you tell someone else about it? 
Do you have eyes to see, ears to hear? Do you have feet to follow and a heart to worship? Those are the questions. And so as we close out our segment today, I want to read from Luke, the second chapter, verses 8 through 14. And this is the account of the shepherds. And it says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. What a blessing that God loves us so much that he has sent peace peace that passes all understanding. He has sent joy to the world. And it is time for us to see him, time for us to follow him, time for us to worship him. So Merry Christmas and have a blessed season and time of seeing, following, and worshiping God. Thank you for listening today. And remember the special Christmas offer that we have going. Terrence Chapman has graciously agreed to offer three copies of his book as complimentary. So the book is Do Your Children Believe? If you would like to participate in that drawing, please send us an email at admin at transleadership.com. Remember to send it before 5 p.m. Eastern time on Friday the 23rd. So just in case you might forget, because it's a very busy season, I would encourage you to send the email right away. And then on Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern time, we will draw three names and those three people will be blessed to receive a complimentary copy of Terrence's book, Do Your Children Believe? So blessings to you, Merry Christmas, and I hope that you are one of the blessed winners of the free book offer. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.